Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You may best remember him as the former city council representative from District 1. But since serving now at his third term and losing a re-election to a fourth, Roberto Carlos Trevino has reinvented himself somewhat suddenly as executive director of the San Antonio Philharmonic still fresh from the depths of the San Antonio Symphony Board's decision to file for bankruptcy. Trevino, who's still a pilot and still an architect, is somewhat new to the role still, and that's what we're here to talk about today on Nosotros, the podcast about all things San Antonio and South Texas, politics and culture. He's a little of both. And I'm your host, Elaine Nayala, Metro columnist for the San Antonio Express News. Welcome, Roberto. Thanks, Elaine. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, congratulations on the Philharmonic's second season. Wonderful concert last Saturday. That was beautiful. It really was. And I think at, at the heart of this is just how it, how good it feels to be there. And it's not just the the musical experience, but that community feeling that you get out of these concerts. Yeah, I one of the things that I came away from was, and I was just an observer there. I mean, I love the music, but just watching the cues between the musicians and the audience and the familiarity that it had, how many people during intermission walked right up to the stage or those that came off the stage and interacted Never seen at a symphony concert, and I've been to several of them. There was this real division, a real sort of staid um, atmosphere. That was so beautiful to experience. Yeah, formality that maybe kept the community away or at arm's length. And uh, this is something we really pride ourselves in, is that these are people who live here, who uh, you might be neighbors to, and quite frankly, they're all kind of part of one big family. And so they love interacting with the community and the community loves having access to the musicians. Uh, let's first talk about your origins. You're a proud son of McAllen. I know that. And that you still have family there. Tell us about that and about what brought you San, to San Antonio. Well, I'm a proud son of McAllen, but my family would also say that I'm a proud son of Reynosa, Tamaulipas. Oh, okay. So my family is from originally Reynosa, Tamaulipas and McAllen. 
And growing up, I was a border kid. Uh, in fact, all the things that we see now is really, it's, it's disturbing. It's, it's alien to me. And it's just not uh, what was, what it was like when I was a kid. I would, we would be across the border, just like going across town here in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I just, the Valley was, was a wonderful place to grow up for, for a kid. But I always uh, imagined going to the big city like San Antonio. And like, <laughs> I would say there's a lot of people from the Rio Grande Valley that come to San Antonio. In fact, you know, there's a lot of good friends that are in positions much like mine that are from the Rio Grande Valley. And we, we joke, hey, you're from the Valley. We really feel so nine five six. What is yeah the area code? And so there's a lot of little things that that come up that are very unique to the Rio Grande Valley that uh, translate beautifully to San Antonio. They they not quite so much anywhere else. In fact, I went to school in Lubbock, and that was a big culture shock for me. But you know, I stuck it through and um, found myself back here where I really wanted to be, and I've made this my home for 25 years. Wow. And there, you're right. There are so many um, young kids. I have relatives in the Valley, too, who dream about coming to school here or coming to settle here. It's yeah. um, it's a familiar passage. It is. In fact, uh, the only reason I didn't come to school here is because there was no architecture school here at the time. Mm -hmm. the, the architecture school I went to was Texas Tech University. And in fact, there was an architectural program at UTSA was not accredited. And of course, mm -hmm. like, you can't really continue with a place that's not accredited. It now is, and and uh, it's a great program at UTSA. And it's great to see uh, many of the, the people that are attending that school, which if you go today, 90, 98% of them are from the Valley. <laughs> so they, basically um, somebody yes. like me would have done the same thing. Earlier this year, you were asked to take a job as the executive of the SA Philharmonic. How did that happen? And tell us about that transition in your life and how you've approached the job. Well, um, yeah, it is a transition, but it's, it, I think it's kind of almost a logical step for me. Uh, so while, while it's a new role, I've, I grew up always, always in love with the arts. Uh, I come from an artistic family. In fact, my, my great art hero was my uncle, my tío Roberto. In fact, growing up, I was never really Roberto. It's, it's kind of funny that now I, I'm calling myself Roberto, but I was Beto in the family because re that's reserved for the elders. And mm -hmm. my tío Roberto, who was still alive then, you could never call yourself Roberto in front of him. <laughs> um, but he was an artist, and uh, I dreamt of being an artist, which translated into me being an architect. And I think architects are artists, mm -hmm. um, and they put things together in a very unique way. Um, <clears throat> when I was on city council, I carried that into a lot of my policymaking. A lot of what we did was problem solving. Uh, and through creativity and through even incorporating artists as part of the solution. Um, part of that was that I, I was also very much involved in a lot of what happened in 2016, 2017 with the San Antonio Symphony. Uh, I became, became very engaged with the musicians, with the board, and much of what was going on. And they remem remembered that. So mm -hmm. uh, fast forward to um, the the dissolution of, of the San Antonio Symphony Society, which is the name of the board, 
And uh, that's when the musicians reached out to me and asked if I would join their board as they were going to reform as the musicians, basically get the band back together. Mm-hmm. And I, I was one of the one of the very first members of the board for the San Antonio Philharmonic. And back then we just still didn't even have a name. It was just kind of trying to figure out as musicians of the San Antonio Symphony or something like that. Uh, a year after serving on their board, uh, we, we knew that we needed to get an executive director in place to get things going and get it on, on the right track, which we felt like we did a lot in our inaugural season. But that's when I, I was asked by the board if I would take the job. So, um, I'm very honored because it, it feels like a logical evolution of things. I, I especially love working with the musicians and, and this board that has, uh, I think, in a in a very triumphant way expressed what they care about and what the values are for for these artists these musicians um and and how we can set a path forward to to real success i've heard nothing but rave reviews about one particular concert held at lanier high school i unfortunately missed it but it was at its 100th anniversary celebration and um, how about how emotional this yeah. concert was? Well, I still get emotional. I mean, you talking about it, I, I will tell you, it's still my favorite concert ever, ever. And and it wasn't it wasn't in a in a perfectly acoustically correct hall. It wasn't in a great presenting place. It the lighting wasn't what it should have been, but everything else was exactly what it should be. And it's about community. Um, you know, the, <clears throat> the reality was it was a decision that was made after, um, I decided to move our offices to the West side because I thought that's a good fit. We had a great location to move our offices, but we also knew that just like moving into any new neighborhood, you want to announce who you are, you, it's the right thing to do. And we said, you know, like, let's, let's do something to announce ourselves to the neighborhood that as much as we want them to care about us, we want to show that we care about them. And so uh, we reached out to Lanier High School. The principal turns out to be a musician himself. <laughs> Everything else I love that. rolled out so beautifully. Henry Cisneros, who was just tremendous in this whole effort, um, helped. You know, he, he started by seeding the whole thing with $10,000 and, you know, got helped to raise uh, the money needed to, to put on this concert. But the, the, probably the most important aspect of all this is that the musicians saw, and they, they've told me this for the first time, how they felt very much at home. Um, you know, there's people crying in the, in the audience because, you know, they just felt like, you know, this was for them. Um, yeah, there was, we played beautiful music. Uh, we presented with other artists like Teresa Champion and Jesse Borrego. Henry Cisneros gave an incredible speech. I mean, there just wasn't a dry eye, including mine, and uh, I still think about it. And again, and we were in a gymnasium, and I tell people, you know what? I couldn't have asked for a better concert than what we had. And if we have to do it again there, that's fine with me, because <laughs> it wasn't about the place or the, the the acoustic atmosphere. It's about the people. And I think that right there is the message or the vision that we have for what we are in this community. It's its about the people, it's about the music, it's about the musicians, and it's about this real effort to, to create a sense of self-esteem and confidence in who we are. And, it, and it's embedded in something beautiful. 
Before we talk about the West Side a little more, talk about the ways in which the SA Philharmonic is different or maybe the same than the San Antonio Symphony and why that's that's important. Well, there's there's quite a lot of reasons that it's different. Um, the first is that um, the musicians have had to band together to to show people what what the symphony is really about. Um, and I use this analogy a lot, and I think a lot of your viewers and and you, including you, would know who Van Halen is, right? If Van Halen's manager went under, nobody would say Van Halen went under. <laughs> yes. They would just say they just need to go get a new manager. That's right. Well, the symphony did not go under. Okay. I mean, I want to be clear. We're just now the Philharmonic. We just got new management. And, um, you know, we have a, a new vision. And that vision, I think, is not held up by whatever it is. And I'm not going to get in somebody's head because I, I don't know what it, what it was, but I think the stigma that's there was that music's not for me. That's for, for a certain group or that's, uh, not related to me or not going to help me. And I say, no, that's, that's not who we are. In fact, part of my, my goal and, 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 and our vision is to show that it is important and that we're not going to let anybody tell you that you shouldn't listen to this, that you shouldn't be participate because it's this kind of thing, this kind of cultivation that breeds self-esteem, that breeds confidence in people's lives, that opens up doors, that opens up opportunities and Again, I, I reject that. And I'll go back to you, you were talking about my upbringing. Well, in my upbringing, I wanted to be a musician. I just could, I couldn't afford it. Uh, then when I wanted to be an architect, nobody wanted to hire me. Uh, I just wanted to learn something. So a lot of, a lot of times there's just opportunities that are closed to you. And when those things aren't even there, I, I think that's, it's a real shame on, on all of us as a community mm -hmm. to say, we can't have that. That, that can't be. And so now at the heart of this, we have this citywide arts organization, the largest arts organization in the city at the heart of the West Side saying, yeah, you know what? Everybody can benefit from this. Everybody can appreciate this. And more importantly, I think we can, we can affect outcomes in people's lives in, in the best way. And, it, and ultimately it's a choice. I mean, I, I just, I just think nobody should take choices away from people. Um, Agreed. What I really think is happening is that someday, and I, I, I may never live to see it, but I hope it happens, is it will create incredible musical virtuosos that will create people that maybe there aren't into music, but they become incredible doctors and incredible philosophers or people that, that are thinking about humanity in a very different way because this thing impacted them. That's right. You know, this is what's important. And, and I think we're in a society right now that's pushing more towards the machine Agreed. and less and we, towards humanity. And we need music in our lives. And one thing I came, I, I would go to the San Antonio Symphony occasionally. And I did like the pop series a lot more no. than the other. But the one thing about this last show that I went to on Saturday is I thought it was incredibly eclectic. Um, for part of the show, I thought, um, we're in the middle of a forest. We're not really in, in a, in a grand church, um, listening to this great music. It felt, um, that first piece that I listened to was just 
uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but I felt like I was in the middle of a forest. And these musicians were creating sounds that happen in the forest. No special effects. None, and, none. And, 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 you know, it's, it's what I hear a lot. It's, uh, this is an escape mm-hmm. from, from the machine that is grinding us every single day. And I, again, I, I think, uh, at the heart of this, every artist, every musician, everybody that sees this knows that you have to have balance in your life. And, and without us pushing on the humanity, the machine will take over. I don't know how many times I keep hearing about workforce. I'm sick and tired of hearing about workforce. And all I, when I hear workforce, I just think about drones. I think about, uh, you know, people that are not being given choices. And so I think what the arts do and what we do in that ecosystem is help provide that balance. I, look, I think when you find your passion, you'll work harder than anybody. So it's not the work that I'm concerned about. It's it's giving people the chance to choose their passion. And then we become that great society. Mm-hmm. And you already answered the question I was about to answer, which is how does SA Phil fit into the larger San Antonio picture of arts and culture? It's yeah. it's it's um it's a it's a humanity issue. It is, and it's also an ecosystem. So let me describe something else too, and that you know. We have 72 musicians up on that stage, along with a conductor and a soloist. Imagine each one of them that has students. In fact, one of the violinists had seven lessons the day she had the concert. Those are seven kids in this community learning from that musician, that one musician, Mm -hmm. helping to grow, helping to understand music even better. So think about what it what an entire symphony does. And then think about how it connects to other arts organizations, which is why we're trying to do produce more events where we're working with other artists. Yeah. Um, in fact, we have that coming up at Dia de los Muertos. We're going to be working with Conjunto Heritage Taller, Bombasta. Don't miss it because you're going to hear a collaboration between When Bombasta. is that? December, um, October 29th at the Arneson Theater. So for the holidays, are you planning anything? Well, we are. Uh, un- unfortunately, we originally weren't, uh, and we didn't plan anything for the holidays last year because we're not uh, producing the Nutcracker or part of the Nutcracker at all. And so this year, we, we'd like to uh, do something for this holidays. And so we thought, well, why not do our own version of the Nutcracker? One that is very San Antonio. And so we're, we're teaming up with uh, Daniel Campbell Steens with the San Antonio Ballet School, and we're going to create our own San Antonio. Uh, so will it still company. have mice in it? It's going to have all kinds of things. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Here's here's the the what's really cool about it is that I think everybody loves the idea. We're still shaping it, which is why we're going to do a teaser of this folklorico Nutcracker because. Over we won't get the year. full show this it, year. You, yeah, we can't do the full show this year, but you're going to get enough of it to understand what we're trying to do and that it is going to be very San Antonio. We're going to try to find ways to make it connect with this community mm-hmm. so that it feels a lot like that Lanier concert, that it's, mm-hmm. it feels like this community. And so we're ex- excited about it. Of course, the concert came about because the Majestic will be hosting us next year where we will have the full uh, production of the Nutcracker or Folklorico at the Majestic. 
This one will be at the ESPY, December 16th. And opening for us will be Buttercup. Buttercup will, is a great, well-known uh, local mm-hmm. band. We're gonna, they're gonna open. We'll play with them once, one song, and then they transition to us, and then we'll finish off with 15 minutes of this teaser of what, what's coming. So I, I'm very excited about it. Again, it's just one of these things where the, the challenges we have become these opportunities to really, uh, to be about this community, to, to express ourselves in a unique way that I think people will like. And I think what you're doing sort of playing off of San Antonio with classical music, mm-hmm. with new versions of classical music, is really evolving classical music locally. And if national or other organizations aren't looking at this, they really should. Yeah, well, and we think that they will. We think that they'll follow. I have not seen a version like this anywhere. Uh, I think it'll be a very unique um a unique uh, show for for the entire region, really, because it, again, going back to my hometown, San, San Antonio was the capital of South Texas to us, and, and San Antonio is the Mexican American capital of the United States. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, I was privileged to tell this story because I live on the West Side, great advocate of the West Side, and the Philharmonic. Um, sort of took a bold step, maybe even a little shocking one for some people, um, that you moved your operations to the West Side. Um, how's that working out for you? I love it. I, I love going to work every day. I, my, my view is La Veladora de Jesse Trevino, good friend of mine. And, uh, you know, across from Plaza Guadalupe, I, go, I had breakfast this morning at Linda's. I often get, you know, baked goods at uh, La Popular. Which of course, I've invited you to come. <laughs> I, I got a coffee maker now so we can enjoy it with a coffee. I'll come by. I'll come by. I go to Chicho Boys uh, for a snack, you know, a fruit cup. We're home, uh, you know, and it's working out amazing. I mean, I, I, so many people are telling us how much they love the location. I get grabbed at concerts saying they want to come visit us. They want to come see what, what we've got. We had a great visitor today, um, basically saying that a, a corporate sponsor who just loves what we're trying to do. And, and I explain <clears throat> to them that this isn't just about people seeing us there. It's about the people who are visiting there seeing everything else, being aware. World is bigger than one spot, and and so this is at the heart of something I think very special. And this this idea that uh, you know these artists who are, are very committed to what what they do and their craft, but they also know that it can impact people in a, in a very special way. That's what it's about, and I, I think everybody sees that. The ending with the West Side is always a plus for me. So I can tell you that I've heard nothing but great things about your transition there. And uh, and people keep saying, you got to tell them to go to so-and-so because it's another treasure on the <laughs> West Side and your guys need to know. So um, I'll give you my little, yeah. and that's um, Fat Tummy. Fat Tummy. Empanadas on West Commerce. You got to get your crew over there because they're going to love it. Um, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. And it's just so beautiful to see your success you. post-election um, um, because you really are sh- showing others how to move forward. Thank you. Thank you. Well, again, uh, I take it as a huge, huge responsibility 
uh, not just for the musicians, but for the entire community that what we're trying to do is really about all of us. So thank you. Welcome to Nosotros and thanks for being here. 